Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside. Final hour of The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Happy President's Day. Hope your day is off to a great start. Uh, Thanks to Albert Breer for stopping by a few minutes ago and talking all the big quarterback news with us. We have big NBA stuff coming up in a couple of minutes, but we kind of got cut short there, Doug, at the end. You know, we, we talked about the quarterback run, and Albert told us that, listen, four quarterbacks are going to come off the board in the top eight picks. One of them is likely ticketed for the Panthers. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. You just last year, they made this big investment. Hey, Teddy Bridgewater's our guy. Look at what he did. He, he jump-started his career in New Orleans, and now it's we got to move on from Teddy Bridgewater no matter what. It's kind of weird. How, how much a year does yeah I mean but also I think the reality of it you know the reality of it is he's making what about 18 19 million dollars and it was a, basically a two-year deal so th- the money tells you what they thought of him you know it just does the money and the length t- t- told you what they what they thought of him and and Teddy Bridgewater was a guy who you know was drafted to be the starting quarterback in Minnesota but if you remember like they really protect him. They ran the football, played deep. They lost to the Seahawks on a missed field goal. It's like one of the things like we don't talk at all about is like some of these lucky things that the Seahawks went through to get to their second Super Bowl, but lost on a very makeable field goal back when Minnesota played outdoors before their new dome came in, right? Then the next mm-hmm. year, uh, the next year he was coming back for, I think it was his second or third year in the NFL and his, he blew out his knee. And, you know, then he was the backup. But last year, you know, two years ago, whatever, a season and a half ago, he, when he got the five starts with New Orleans, they won, I think, those games. But he his his ball traveled the fewest pass yards per pass of any quarterback in the NFL. Like, it was, everything was very, very safe. And so he's, he's fine. He's a good placeholder. And, 
Below $20 million is like the threshold for a guy that you're starting, but you're not in love with long-term. So I think this is all kind of part of the plan. The question is, you know, uh, I don't think, you know, they, they probably wanted Trevor Lawrence, his proximity to where he grew up. I, I don't know who their choice would be at quarterback. I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson, considering, you know, where, where he's comfortable, you know, playing in college from that part of the country. But I don't think that's a, a likelihood. I could be wrong. Um, the, you know, the one difference in a trade to Carolina as opposed to a trade to San Francisco is it's not just the first round pick is a higher pick. The second round pick is a higher pick as well. And the guess would be they continue to be, you know, it, it's going to be hard for them to climb that ladder with Tampa. And we, we think with the Saints in that division. But I, I, I think that that you could judge based upon the contract that they offered Teddy Bridgewater exactly what they thought of him and whether he's underachieved or not. I kind of thought this was coming. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, we got more NFL on the way coming up later on this hour, but big stuff out of the NBA. It's been a not great weekend for the Lakers. Uh, first, you had Giannis say that the Jazz are the team to beat in the West. Okay, well, there's a conversation. But what happened last night, certainly a much bigger deal for the Lakers, and this is Anthony Davis leaves the loss to the Nuggets, aggravating the tendinosis in his right Achilles. He had missed a couple of games early in the week because of it, but said, listen, I feel okay. I felt no pain. I felt fine on Sunday going into the game, so I was able to play. But he leaves the game after, you know, trying to get to the hoop. You know, uh, Nikola Jokic playing pretty tight defense on him. Uh, He's got an MRI today, and everybody's got their fingers crossed whether or not AD is going to be able to play at some point soon. Here he was following the game last night, uh, talking about how he feels good about it, but, you know, got to take a look at what's going on next. That last step kind of re-aggravated another injury I already had. Um, you know, now it's like an Achilles sprain. Um, so, uh, you know, get an MRI tomorrow and try to figure out the next steps so of get back on the floor. Now I'm going to do the same thing, the same steps to, to get it back right. Uh, obviously be a little bit more uh, smarter with it, um, which I think I was smart the first time, but um, even more smarter, you know, up the treatment more instead of, you know, three times a day, maybe five times a day, just trying to get it back where it needs to be to go out there and help the team. Um, but like I say, all that will dictate on uh, the information I receive tomorrow uh, from the MRI um, to be able to move forward to get back on the floor. All right, so hopefully he gets good news today on the MRI. The Lakers certainly need it. But even if it says, hey, he's he's fine, Doug, I, I really – the Lakers have to sit him for a while here. You don't want this to be something that continues to keep him out of the lineup or he winds up blowing it. Uh, I, I if, if I'm the Lakers, I look at it at least a couple weeks, probably a month, where I would say, all right, let, let's have you let, – let's look sometime middle towards the end of March – where you're going to come back and play because clearly they don't need to push him. You know, they're still at the top of the Western Conference and they'll still, you know, stay afloat without him. But really, I mean, at this point, I mean, this this is like the big red flag going up saying, okay, we really got to take care of him at this point. Yeah, I think people freak out about an Achilles uh, injury because obviously that's what, you know, you felt like it was a calf or an Achilles, a calf that led to the Achilles for Kevin Durant. Um, and they did the MRI then and didn't find anything. And then, of course, he pops his Achilles tendon. But you, you don't. You don't know anything about the Achilles tendon until you do an MRI anyway. And even sometimes then it can be a little hard to read. I don't, I'm not going to prescribe any sort of length of rehab because that ain't what, that ain't, <laughs> I'm not, I just, I'm not, I don't, I literally have no idea what's going on down there. 
But I think the the point you make is the right one, which is like, look, they need to be playing the long game. They need to be smart. They need to be err on the side of caution. I'm sure he wouldn't have played unless he thought he was fine. And you know, he's now he's not fine. So uh, some of it is how much did he freak himself out, right? Because, you know, you hear Achilles tendon, you plant wrong, you're like, eh. Um, but uh, I, I just, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be tenuous for a little bit. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they use it. What do they do with LeBron, right? Like, you can keep throwing LeBron out there, even though you're not practicing, and you need to stay in game shape. Like, you got to be cautious there of what LeBron's doing his body. Now, LeBron's really smart. They, they, they weren't winning last night, and he kind of shut it down in the second half. He did very, very little athletically in the second half late, and, and it, was, it became a cardio workout. Um, <laughs> but you can't, you can't do that all the time. If you don't have Anthony Davis, now you got to carry the team. I think LeBron wants to win an MVP, and I think that's one of the reasons he's been playing and playing so hard and trying to play statistically really smartly. But I think now you kind of got to set your ego aside and go like, hey, you know, what would be really good is if we won a championship. And you're not winning one without Anthony Davis, but you're also not winning one without LeBron James being at his absolute peak. And so this, this is kind of what coaching has always been about. It's always about not just managing egos, but managing legs and health. And it's a, it's a really hard thing when you're so dependent upon two guys. Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing with LeBron is that you look at the last the, the last week and a half he's had. The Lakers played three straight overtime games. He's over 40 minutes in each game. So tired after the, the most recent uh, overtime game, they said he's not available. He's going right home. He's not, not going to talk to the media after. I can't stay. I got to go home. I thought, okay, well, he's not going to play Friday night. And he played Friday night, and they won. And I thought, okay, well, surely he's not going to play Sunday night. They're going to Denver. They're probably going to get boat raced. Maybe Anthony Davis isn't even going to play. You're going to risk him in the mile-high air after uh, you know, after after everything going on. And, nope, he played Sunday night, too. I, I'm kind of scratching my head going. At some point, it's got to be some kind of intervention that says, hey, it's February. There's no reason to put the, 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 the pedal to the floor here. We, You know, we, the, the playoffs are aren't for another we're going all the way in deep into the summer for the NBA playoffs and I feel like the Lakers are are in their mode right now where hey we're gonna rack up a bunch of wins I, I gotta hope that it's just happening now and what their theory is and you know look LeBron wants to play these minutes is that all right once we get to game 50 or 55 of the 72 game season this year that's when you're going to start seeing everybody rest we'll have enough wins to rack up that we'll be at the top of the Western Conference we don't know what the home court advantage is going to look like so if if we're killing ourselves to try to get to that number one seed it may not really be that big a deal so I'm hoping that that's really the plan is that hey once we get to game 50 uh, 50, 55 you're going to see a bit of a hey now LeBron's going to take some nice off and 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 that's where and so is Anthony Davis when he gets back in the lineup and that's when you're really going to see the Lakers have their uh, load maintenance getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that part of it is is fascinating. It's like the, the whole league. If you watch, you're trying to figure out like, are they trying to win this game? Are they trying to develop? Are they trying to sit guys? You know, it's just it's 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 really really interesting. Which which brings us to something we haven't discussed, which is. Kyrie announcing over the weekend that he and James Harden were the ones that came up with, or actually he's the one that came up with. Yes. James Harden's the point and I'm the two guard, right? Right. That, that's, right. that's an amazing thing, yes. which is funny because when that trade was made, I had like three NBA assistants text me like, oh, well, that makes sense. James Harden will be, be the point guard and they'll take Kyrie off the ball, which is actually brilliant because Harden loves to pass. And though Kyrie can pass, he doesn't love to pass. He's actually more of a two guard. So, I, 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 but I, I find I found that 
I found that uh, ironic. The the Kyrie, no, no, no. I came up with the fact that mm-hmm. James Harden would be the point guard, right? <laughs> Classic Kyrie. I told you the world was flat, all right? Nobody else did. I told you the world was flat. <laughs> Uh, I, I look at it and I go, boy, Steve Nash must just he, – he has to just stay off of all kinds of social media and not read any kinds of press to you know, to have to come in to go, oh, yeah, 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 they, they decided. They, they decided they were going to be you know, who, who the point guard is going to be. Not, not stuff that we looked at, evaluated as a team. No, they, they decide. Kyrie decided he was going to be the point. I'm just a guy that shows up and, and wears a suit and sits on the bench every game. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's so weird. But that's so the thing weird. about Kyrie is that as well as he, and you see nights where you go, my goodness, these three are going to be unbeatable. And then you see, all right, they don't all play together all the time, and there's guys sitting out. And then you get stuff like this from Kyrie, and you go, is this really going to work long term? It, it's absolutely maddening because he's the biggest wild card in the NBA, and you have no idea what side of the bed he's going to wake up on. Where you could get a day where, hey, he's 33 points and 12 assists, and, and, and the Nets win a big game by 30, and then it's days like, yeah, yeah, I decided that uh, uh, he was going to be the point guard and I was going to be the shooting guard. It's insane. It, it, it really is insane. It really, truly is insane, the, the, the Kyrie stuff. The, the problem with it is, as much as we like to go like, man, he is an odd duck. He says weird things. He's crazy talented. Like I, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to take away from Steph because Steph is magnificent. The numbers he's putting up are ridiculous, right? Um. I'm not sure that Kyrie's not the most talented scoring point, whatever you want to call him, like guard that there is in the NBA because he can't, well, he can't shoot like Steph. It's not like he can't shoot. Uh, while the creative passes maybe aren't there like Steph, I actually think that he's a really good passer and they're, they're close. They're similar and dissimilar. And he's an unbelievable finisher in traffic which is which is an absolute skill and gift that many guys don't have. I, that that's the problem is it's like you wanna you wanna say like this guy is this he's a clown he's but he can really really play and within his own like whatever what our universes are parallel they probably look alike and feel alike and smell alike we do not live in the same world as Kyrie Irving. That said, in either world he's an elite basketball player and that's. Therein lies the rub. Can you buy them long term? And I mean long term, just this season, because anything longer than that, you can't really take a look at what the next. Yeah, next two years. I think the next two years, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, Kevin Durant's probably the best scorer in the league. You know, he might be the league's best player. I don't know. Um, Look at the level in which he's playing. I mean, James Harden is right there in the conversation. And like, do I? At the end of the day, you know, with no training camp, with no practice, they're trying to work it on the fly, and you have two basically non-defenders, you know, and, and you have some other limitations within your starting lineup. Uh, there, I, I, the, I, the likelihood that it ends up in a championship is, uh, is not great, but I think you got a two year window here to try and go for it and go all in. And, you know, they, they probably don't win it, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Cause, cause that's what I look at is that defensively, they're just getting worked every single game. You know, teams at the bottom of the of the of the standings are scoring 120 points against them. Teams that can't score at all are are going off on them. And yeah, it's great during the regular season when you can win games 147 to 137. But once you start getting to the deeper rounds of the playoffs, that's going to be whoa, 
whoa, whoa, whoa, this is, this is, this is not how the regular season went. Normally we just trot our guys out and we'll just outscore you. I mean, that, that's a big thing, and I don't know how fixable that is. I mean, can you play tight, more situational defense in the playoffs? Sure, we, we see teams do that. When, hey, a team doesn't play great defense, but suddenly they turn it up just a bit in, in certain situations, late in games, or when they need stops in, in playoffs to go, boy, they could do it, but I just, I just can't see that happening for the Nets. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it, it will it will be very very interesting to see what happens. Like, look, if you don't like them, and which is fair, who do you like in the East? In the East right now, well, I, it's hard to not like the Sixers because Joel Embiid is just t- he's finally taken that step of you know what I, I I'm he, he's taken that Shaq step of you know what I've had a lot of fun and I've played great. But now I'm kind of realizing my legacy here, and he has had some kind of season putting the Sixers on on his back, and and that's kind of what I think we needed to see from the Sixers. And maybe look, maybe Doc Rivers came in and got it out of him, and you know he's certainly a guy that when he first shows up on a team, hey, they love him and, and they have their best success early on. But it's it's really hard for you to not like the Sixers right now. Yeah, and and you have Ben Simmons, who he he's obviously Doc has gotten to him and said, hey, you should be the best defender in the league, and. I think he's right there with as the, with the best defenders in the league, right? Like, if you're not going to be a shooter and you're going to be a facilitator, like, what else can you bring to the table? And he's bought in defensively. I just, um, <clears throat> I, I do think I, I'm I'd be fascinated to see the Nets against them because the Nets have so much firepower and they do have the type of rim protection where they can they can guard Embiid. You know, I may not stop Embiid, but guard him. And they just have so much weaponry to throw out there offensively. Again, so it's like, you know, I mean, Ben Simmons has been bad in the playoffs because he can't shoot and nobody guards him. So if you don't like the Nets because of their defense, that's fine. That means you love the Sixers or you love the Celtics who seem to be very fun to watch but have some limitations with Kyrie. And Jason Tatum's a supreme talent, but it does feel like every end of game ends up with Jason Tatum shooting some long contested three. If it goes in, they win. If it, right? It's like it's like things you can de- depend upon in sports. Russell yeah. Wilson's going to be running around trying to make a play at the end of the game for the Seahawks, and mm-hmm. Jason Tatum with some contested jump shot to win a game for the Celtics. That, that's I, I I feel like the Celtics are kind of a selfish team offensively, even if they play hard defensively. And then you know, so those are three of the top. Then there's Milwaukee that's never won anything in the playoffs. Um, so I I think that. I'm with you on things I don't like about the Nets, but there's a lot to like and a lot to be interested in. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. So if those are the teams we like in the East, how about in the West? Giannis certainly had a big opinion this weekend and said the team to beat in the West is not the Lakers. We'll get into that coming up next. Keep it right here. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. As mentioned, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today on Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Uh, we'll have the Giannis story coming up in a couple minutes. Over the weekend, he told us exactly who the favorites are and the best team is in the Western Conference, and his answer wasn't the Lakers. Uh, but, you know, we talked a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of NFL news today, Doug, and we're, we're in that carousel now. And one thing we haven't gotten to yet is is one of the other quarterbacks who we're thinking is on the market and could be part of a big deal and could move on is Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. And Pro Football Talk report comes apart this weekend that the Niners will only have him available to be dealt if they can get Deshaun Watson. Now, I I think that goes for a lot of teams. No, we're sticking with our starter. Oh, but if you're giving us Deshaun Watson, we'll move on from our guy. Uh, As far as Garoppolo, it's... He's shown that, hey, I can get to the Super Bowl. If you surround me with talent, I can do it. His problem is staying on the field and staying healthy. So for the Niners, it, it, it's difficult for me because I feel like they need to be able to rely on a quarterback where, okay, we've seen this now from him for the last couple of years, and we can't rely on him to be in the lineup, and maybe it's better for him to have a fresh start someplace else. If I'm the Niners, I have to look and say, all right, can we get better at this position, and, and can we get more consistent at this position? Maybe we bring in a guy that's just as, as talented as Jimmy Garoppolo, but having him week one through week 17, that's kind of what we really need. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on, uh, with, with Garoppolo uh, in this standpoint, I do think that you're right in that his lack of health is problematic. No question, right? Pride of ability is availability. Um, but I, I think the Emmanuel Sanders throw is one where it's an, I told you so moment for John Lynch and especially that coaching staff, right? Remember he, he was, 
he was brought in by John Lynch. He was brought in by Kyle Shanahan. Um, he was not Kyle Shanahan's first choice, although I think Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins and a couple of other guys, obviously. But um, when, you, when you have a chance to win the Super Bowl and you dial up a call and you get the right coverage and you get an open wide receiver who you traded for and the one place where you, it's like a golf ball, right? You know, they tell you on some holes, like you can't miss long here, right? If you're going to miss, miss short. On a throw of that nature, you can't miss long. If you throw it short, you have the chance of uh, the wide receiver making a play or pass interference. Instead, he overshot him by at least five. It was an uncatchable football. And I, I like, look, I, I understand that you're sitting there, you're driving your car, or you're you're at home, you're listening to the Dan Patrick show, and you're like, one throw? Really? Like, no, there were other throws in the second half of that game. There's a reason they only had him throw eight times in the NFC championship game. Like they feel like they have a quarterback who's good to a point. And 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 Brady might not have been able to get them to the Super Bowl. He might have, but the reason they kick the tires on Brady is they know that Brady makes that throw. Right? Brady makes it's it's the exact same thing as the NFC championship game. Like Brady wasn't great for key parts of the second half, like throw a couple picks didn't look great, but the throw the end of the first half. Okay. He, 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 they made the right mead. They dialed it up. They got, you know, Mike Pettin's in a terrible defensive call, but he made the throw. And that's the, the big, the big point. I think that the injuries are an easy out for them, but I think the reality to it is they just, they're not in on Jimmy G think they just don't think he's good enough. They just don't think he has it. And, you know, there are certain guys that have it, there are certain guys that don't, and I don't think they think he has it. Boy, who knew the uh, the Greg Williams influence was going to play out as much as it did over the course of the season? Suddenly now, yeah, let, let's call zero cover and let, let's lose games because we don't have the right coverage in at the end of a half. I mean, it's insane. We, we saw that play call, and it cost him his job with the Jets. It cost him a win against the Raiders, and it was so embarrassing. And we've seen that a couple of times over the course of the season. D- defensive coordinator deciding to play it that way hey we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it here we're gonna send some pressure we're not gonna cover deep and and you wind up getting burned so much that look it's the play that kept the Packers out of the Super Bowl it's the play that cost Mike Pettin his job that we still wind up scratching our heads about you know three and a half weeks later yeah I mean it's it's I mean that was one of those that you could have fired now the crazy part about it was the defense played great in the second half right um, and the offense was really kind of what let them down. You know, you get a couple of turnovers and, and they can't score. But, yes, it was it, it, the fact that they're not in a too-deep high look, you know, keeping everything in front was, was, was coaching malpractice, and it's a good reason that his contract was, was not picked up for another year. Um, but, but, again, that said, I, I think that's the, that's the story with Garoppolo, you know, and that's why – People think New England makes sense. People think Houston makes sense because Houston is New England South. And and we'll see. Both, you know, New England needs a quarterback, but it'd be telling. If they're not making calls to get Jimmy Garoppolo, it's very, very telling. And remember, most of the money is off the books for Garoppolo's contract that he signed once he got there. So that, that element to it is going to be interesting. Uh, and there's always been talk that they want somebody else. You know, do they want Sam Darnold, for example? Do they want, you know, I don't think Kirk Cousins is an option, but who, who knows? Who knows? I mean, the, the problem with the Cousins thing is if you look at the contract, there's almost no way you can trade him. You just, you're eating so much dead cap money. It doesn't make any sense. So I think it's, it's Darnold. Um, I don't think Deshaun Watson is a guy that they would, they, they could get. Cause I don't think they have the picks for it. Right. If you, because this year it's 
a, a it's an it's a decent pick, but after that, if you have Deshaun Watson with with they're going to be picking in the high twenties, like there's just no way the defense is so nasty when it's healthy. So I actually don't think that's a a viable possibility unless there's some other way to sweeten it other than throwing in a quarterback. I that part is going to be interesting. Yeah, the the only teams that look it comes down to it when you can pony up for depending on on the, the level of quarterback you want. Like is Jimmy Garoppolo going to cost a lot if you want him? You know, probably not. We're already seeing the price for Carson Wentz has gone down, and the Eagles can't even get a first round pick for him. You know, when it comes to to Watson, the whole thing's going to you know we're we're going to go through this entire situation, and it's going to come down to the Jets and the Dolphins. And they're in great. They're in a great spot. Both teams are in great spots to wait for Watson because they have their guys that they could go forward with for one more year if they want to. Whether it's it's Darnold or Tua, they could also get their guy in the draft if they want to. If and but if not, they can sit back and say, yeah, and we also have the draft capital that we can trade you in something for Watson. So I think of, of all the day when it comes down to it, nobody else is going to have the picks, and and nobody's going to be able to make that move except for those two teams. And I think it's going to get down to the two of them. Uh, for Watson, which is why I think there's so much interest now in what's going to happen with the next level guys like Wentz and Garoppolo and is Derek Carr going to wind up being traded by by the Raiders because, okay, these are guys that are gettable and a lot of teams that need quarterbacks have the capital you need for this. It's just, you know, certain teams like, look, the Raiders and the Eagles have to understand that, okay, you're not going to get two first and a third for these guys. The Matthew Stafford trade was something that was by itself and it doesn't mean that that suddenly the values of these guys have gone up. Yeah, I, I again the the thing the whole thing is fascinating, and and I do think that as much as the Stafford trade seemed early, you know now when we get in the end of the league year in March, and then you have the draft coming in April, that's when most of these deals will be done. If your guy's not dealt before the draft, especially with all the quarterbacks in the draft, uh, then you're you're probably going to hang on to it. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug in for Dan and the Danettes today. We got more NFL on the way, but uh, as promised, uh, this weekend, look, the Lakers had a rough weekend. Anthony Davis, we're waiting for the results of his MRI today as he aggravated his Achilles issue in last night's loss to Denver. Uh, but the other bit of drama this weekend came from Giannis, who, after the Bucks lost to the Jazz, said, uh, yeah, you know what? That's the best team in the Western Conference. Take a listen. So today we played the game, uh, I guess, the best team in the West. They've been playing amazing. They've been, they have the one with this game, 17 out of the last 18. You know, they're playing good. They're moving the ball. They're uh, making threes. They're finding the rollers. Uh, they're keeping it simple. They're going to the front line. Um, they're pretty much doing everything. They're having fun. Um, so there's a lesson to learn. We've got to move on and have another one in two days. I like how much he knows about the the Jazz. It's like watching a LeBron post game when you know LeBron likes to tell you how much he knows about the other team and he gets into their defensive rotations and what's going on outside. It's kind of it's kind of like a LeBron statement there. Look, they won 17 out of 18. They've done this. They've done this. I kind of like that. At least he's hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some stuff you need to know about the Jazz following the game. Well, I mean, it, it, he paid attention, right? Like he 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 paid attention. I mean, and plus they just played him, right? They they just played him and they smacked the Bucks. 129-115, and it, 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 is, it's, 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 it is interesting that how, and I think they match up really well because they can put Rudy Gobert on Giannis, and that's a hard matchup for Giannis. Uh, remember, they have, uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson has started to really become, Jordan Clarkson has become uh, the, uh, 
why, why am I forgetting his name? The Jordan Crawford. I mean, uh, not Jordan Crawford, Jamal Crawford of, of the league right now. And Clarkson always kind of had it in him, but Clarkson's reputation was he was a hangout guy. You know, he liked, you know, dating models and hanging out and just happened to be good at basketball, but wasn't all in. And I think maybe being in Utah where there's not the capabilities of hanging out nearly as much has really helped him. And, you know, they don't start him. They play him 26 minutes a game, and he scores 17 and a half off. He just comes in, not a point guard, doesn't have to be a point guard, right? And, you know, they, they just have – it's a very well-constructed team, and I think it's a very well-coached team. I, You know, I, I think uh, Quinn Snyder does an excellent, excellent job. And then, you know, Donovan Mitchell – I, you know, obviously there was the strangeness with the Shaq interview where I don't think, I don't think he's that level, right? Yeah. And he's just, he, <laughs> he's li- you don't, he, 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 you don't think so. And I, I don't know if he's that level, but all I can tell you is they keep winning games. They keep being impressive. And what's going to be interesting to me is what Mike Conley looks like at the end of the season. Does he wear down? Uh, because at his position, it's hard to be long in the tooth, but you could say the same thing about Chris Paul. And then, you know, what they're able to get out of Joe Ingles and Bogdanovich uh, and Clarkston is really fascinating considering what else they, what else they have thrown around them. See, I, I, I said last year we're getting close to the era of the Jazz and Nuggets being powers in the West. You know, both these teams are, you know, they have their young stars, they've given them money, and, they, you know, they're building the right way. And the Jazz era might be here. Look, I love Donovan Mitchell. He's the closest thing the NBA has to Kobe Bryant. And, and I love the interview with Shaq. I love how he kind of just, you could just see him fuming on set, but I'm keeping my cool and I'm just going to say that's all right. Uh, you know, so the era of the Jazz might already be here. Um, but I, I don't know that I'm buying there the best yet. I mean, clearly, it's not like the Lakers are floundering and they're sitting at 500. You know, it's not like all oh, the Clippers are really terrible. Uh, yeah, they're on, on a good run right now, and, and they're on the way, and clearly finishing first in the Western Conference would be a feather in their cap because it's, it's an achievement for them. You know, teams on the way up like to have these benchmarks. Well, hey, we were Western Conference champions here, and now we're moving up and we're getting validation. But I'm not buying there the best yet because you, you got to get to the playoffs. you got to win when it really counts. So I, I think it's a little early to say, well, here, the Jazz are the best team in the West. And it's really odd for Giannis to say that, too. I mean, considering you're looking at a team in the Lakers that just won the championship, and you're going, really? They're, they're still not the best? It's just kind of a weird time for, for him to say that. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think so. I think he's um, I think he's saying – they're the basketball, best basketball team right now, and and it's a way of giving kind of respect to it. I I don't look anything. Do I think that there's a little something there where he doesn't? He knows the the Lakers don't respect him. Yeah, I think so. I, there's probably a little bit there, but I also think he's speaking of like just in a representative of the league. Like, hey man, I, I think this team is really good. <laughs> they just kicked our ass. Like, I don't know how many of you guys are paying. You guys are paying attention to stuff that doesn't matter. Lamelo Ball highlights in games that don't matter. Like, you guys are paying attention to LeBron and whether or not he traveled. I'm just telling you, in real ball, this team is hooping. Uh, don't forget the flopping, too. You know, LeBron flopping is a very, very big deal the last few days. Correct. Correct. Don't forget. So who are you buying right now in the Western Conference? We talked about our Eastern Conference teams a few minutes ago. I, I told you, look, I, I love what the Sixers are doing. You know, you threw out your, your issues with the Nets. Who are you buying right now in the West? Uh, well, look, I like the Jazz. I mean, the Lakers are the best team if they're healthy and they're, they're rested and they're ready. Um, and, you know, until further. But I like the Jazz. I think the Clippers are still the most likely competitors in the NBA playoffs. I don't think they're a perfect team. Um. But I think they're, they've improved their roster and they've improved their style of play. 
Uh, so I, I still, I think the Clippers are the one B and then I think there's the jazz more so than, than the nuggets. Just, you know, the nuggets, they have so many defensive weaknesses. Um, look, and Jamal Murray played otherworldly in the bubble, but I think there's, there are, the, the Lakers are not a good matchup for them at all, at all. Um, so I, I don't, I don't love the, the nuggets as much as some people do. Uh, even though I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a problem for a long time because he can really score, but he can't guard a soul. But he can really, really score. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of got everybody else. I Like, I think in the East and the West, there's four legit teams. I think the West is four or five. And then, you know, then there's the Portlands of the world and the the Golden States of the world, which are more of a nuisance than a real threat. Yeah, I, I would like to think at this point that everybody wouldn't be 15 and 13. But yet, that's that's where we are in the NBA, you know. And, and, and if, if somebody said, you know, hey, I haven't watched the NBA all season, right? I've been busy with with uh, with the NFL. I've been busy with other things. What have I missed in the NBA season? I would say, hey, you haven't really missed much. I mean, uh, you know, it's certainly it's, hey, it's been we- it's been weird. Like even t- even talking about it, like mm, it's not a lot going on. It's kind of just basketball in perpetuity. It it makes it a lot less interesting there and. And for anybody like, look, they're like Steph Curry's amazing to watch. Kevin Rand's amazing to watch. Uh, Luca is amazing to watch. These guys are incredibly talented. Trey Young, incredibly talented. It's just, I, I don't know what happened when they went to the bubble. And maybe it's the proximity of this season to last season. But it just hasn't, hasn't really resonated. And... I think that hurts college basketball. I think college basketball lacking the star power hurts the NBA. I don't know the whole thing. It's like, yeah, kind of, I need to get some fans back in there. I need to get some sort of feelings back in there. And we're just missing something. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, it's, it's, and, and hopefully you see it sort of suss itself out as, as the season goes, but watching it, it's like, okay, well, all right. Well, the Sixers are good. Okay. And the jazz are good. And everything else is kind of as expected. The Knicks don't suck as much as you thought they were going to. Phoenix is a lot better than people thought. That's really the NBA in in five seconds, you know, of of, of what we've seen so far this year. And and, and uh, you know that's why I think like a story like is Steph Curry the MVP? Something would cut through the clutter, you know, because that that's what the NBA needs is you know, hey, we have all these different stories, and, and here's this team, and here's this team. They need something to hook onto. For, for the season, and that's why that Steph Curry story will gain a lot. You talked about the Warriors are being a team that's just, you know, they're more of a nuisance than anything, but if this is a case where, you know, he plays in the late game all the time, and any night he can go for 45 or 50, and hey, i, I got to see how Steph is doing, and that'll be a big conversation. You know, the NBA needs something like that to be able to say, okay, what's a big through line for us? Because we got a long way to go until the playoffs. You know, it's not a regular it's not a regular year where, okay, we're, we're at the All-Star break now, normally we'd be at the All-Star break, and we're here. No, everything is much longer we got a long way to go to get to the playoffs we do have a long way to go to get to the playoffs that that is that is true it's it's weird and it feels arduous i don't understand the all-star game thing either like what is the i'm I'm with lebron and all these guys like what are we doing obviously it's to fulfill some sort of tv thing but man like we all need a little bit of a 20 second time out here a weirder season for you college basketball or the nba because you've had like 11 games postponed in the last week of college basketball games you're covering. <laughs> uh, oh, oh weirdest. I think weirdest season, definitely college basketball. College basketball is so much about fans and home courts and unique arenas, right? 
Um, whereas the NBA, you know, what is it? Two weeks becomes a habit. Like this has kind of become a habit and it's much more of a TV event. So I would say weirder is college basketball. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Uh, This story out of the NFL, great story to end on because it's about the Super Bowl champs and about something that almost didn't happen for them. Uh, Bruce Arians did an interview with the Tampa Bay Times today and talked about the possibility that Leonard Fournette had of not even being on the team for the playoffs. Now, Fournette goes to... Tampa Bay signs and winds up in a situation he wasn't thinking was going to happen. He's backing up Ronald Jones, as Ronald Jones had a huge year this year. Uh, wasn't happy with his usage and was actually left inactive for the Bucks' win over Minnesota in Week 14. After that was over, uh, Arians had a big conversation with Leonard Fournette about his future, and he said, quote, I told him, this is your situation. It can change at the drop of a hat, but either embrace it or you say cut me. 
I said to him, what do you want? Because this is a very special team you're part of. I think you got a feeling of that. Just seeing if you can hang in there to see what happens. And he did, and I'm really proud of him. And, of course, Fournette went through the, the playoffs and had a, a great playoff. He had the big touchdown in the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's a great story, Doug, because it, it's about staying with it when things are looking bad. And, 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 and certainly he could have said, I, I want a different situation, and Bruce, Bruce Arians would have cut him right away. He would have said, okay, great, I'll drop the paperwork, you, you, you're done. What I take away from this is I wonder, Bruce Arians has a very specific style. And the first year with Tampa Bay, it wasn't the greatest. You know, I think Tom Brady wasn't used to being called out after making, you know, a bad throw on Monday Night Football. And, but they figured things out over the course of the season. They, they, they tailored the offense to Brady and things worked out great. I, I don't know that Bruce Arians, that this kind of style is going to work in year two coming off a Super Bowl championship, because this is who Bruce Arians is. He's been this guy's entire career. And I wonder, boy, this is something that could really wear thin on the Bucks if he stays with, with this kind of, of, of attitude towards the team and, and calling out players and, and kind of acting this way. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no. I mean, like, look, this, this, is, this is the real world of the NFL. That, that's what it is. And Fournette, as we saw against Green Bay, like, he can't catch. He is, he is really a one to two down back. Now he had value, and he, he when needed, uh, he embraced that role. And you go from the fourth pick in the draft to being out in the market, and you think of yourself as being something that you're not, and you have to have these real legitimate conversations. And like, look, that's going to be the thing with with JJ Watt. Everybody says like, hey, these guys are great teammates. Like, okay, let's see how good a teammate you are when you're barely playing. <laughs> let's see how good. Right? Like, man, you know, like I would love to be, I would love to be one of those guys waving the towel. Like, okay. Here's the deal. Here's what you have to do. You have to be ready and at the drop of the hat, get in and then go do your job. And then if they don't need you, you need to just be there and be every meeting. Be The problem is that if you're the backup running back, if you're the third string running back, you got to do special teams. He ain't doing special teams, right? So you got to be really good at your role and have a really good attitude at your role or you got to be gone. Now, now you started and you, you played a ton throughout your college career. When you were out of games, were you standing waving the towel or were you more I'm sitting on the bench and you're in the cerebral part of the game, you know, being a coach's kid? I, I, you know, I, I, would, I would think that's what you were like, but I, I don't remember. What, what guy no, were you I like? really, I really struggle with it. I, I, so when I was in college, I, got, I was in the doghouse the, my junior season. I ended up leading the country in assists but did so averaging only like 26 minutes a game, the lowest in my, my career, and it was because I, I got – Two technical fouls. I got thrown out of the one game played in Southern California. We played UCLA. I got an early tee in the first half. Uh, an official who's an absolute crook named Charlie Range called a technical for nothing. No, really. I'm glad like, you really, let that I go. Said, I'm glad you no, moved I mean, on he's, from that. He's a ter- anybody who knows anything about West Coast college basketball, he's an old ref. He's, he's just awful. And I was like, come on, Charlie. Can we, can we tighten that? Can we, can we even it up a little bit? And he gave me a tee. I was like, what? And then Baron Davis <laughs> bumped shoulders with me after I turned the ball over end of the half. And he then took a dive, and they didn't see it, but it was before the buzzer, so they called it a set technical foul. I got thrown out. So anyway, I was in the doghouse for eight games. I played like eight, nine minutes in a couple games. And one of the games were playing Southeast Missouri State. And because I was barely playing, like, we just, we weren't as good as we should have been. We were a top 10 team. And um, we hit a three to take it from like eight to 11 to seal the deal. And the next day we get called in for film and all the coaches, all they wanted to look at was me not getting up on the bench and waving the towel and supporting my teammates. And it was like lesson learned, right? After that, I was a, I, I, I mean, I wasn't necessarily uh, uh, Stacy King with the Bulls, but I was a pretty good towel waver. So I did learn my lesson, but no, I, I struggle with everybody. I think struggles with the, you know, you, 
I, I played four years of varsity basketball, you know, a little JV my freshman year at times. But for the most part, I was always a guy. And when you're not the guy and now you're in your 20s or in your 30s, it's hard to not be the guy. Well, every athlete has to have some kind of selfishness in them. You know, no matter what level you're at, if you're going to succeed, because you have to have that drive. So I, I get that part of it completely. Yeah, I mean, like, you wouldn't be who you were if you weren't, you didn't want to play, but you got to necessarily fake it. I mean, I think once you get to professional basketball, you you do cheer. I think you cheer for your teammates more. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. It's been a great day. Have a great day yourself. This is Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 